Welcome to the Wisconsin Football Coaches Podcast with your hosts, Tom Swiddle, Tom Yashinsky, and Paul Navinsky. Now let's join the guys. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Podcast. I'm Tom Swiddle, head football coach at Wauwatosa East and past president of the WFCA. I am joined by my co-host, Tom Yashinsky, head coach at Onalaska and Northern Vice President of the WFCA, and Paul Navinsky, former coach at Mosinee and a WFCA Hall of Famer. Paul, I know you are very excited about this podcast. The topic is eight-player football, and you being from the North, you have seen how eight-player has changed the landscape of Northern football, and you're certainly familiar with the factors that have led to the rebirth of eight-man and its growth. Yeah, it's it's... It's kind of saved football in the northern part of the state. Um, I know we do a north and south uh, all-star game, but it's really most of the, most of it's in the north. And we we have other issues that we'll talk about. We have school enrollment declining. We've got population issues, and and we'll get into it with Don. But this has been a major explosion uh, in footballs, and there's been a lot of teams that they co-opt to do eleven man. But now they're not co-oping to do eight person. And I really think we should probably say eight player football because we do have some females that will play, will play the game. Yeah, I was careful to say eight player and not eight man. Yeah. And you know, for that purpose. But I, I appreciate the fact that you've brought that up. And Tom, now that you're the Northern Vice President, I'm sure you know eight player football is going to be on your plate. Yeah, it's something that I I like the idea of. You know, I obviously haven't experienced it. I've always said if uh, if we could play with two less linemen, we'd be a lot better football team. So, you know, <laughs> I don't think they're going to let us in at 950 guys. But um, but I, I know we could we could compete with some of those championship teams if we just didn't. If we could only play with skill guys. We seem to be a lot better there than we are at the line typically. Well, we're certainly going to get a good feel for eight player football tonight and. You know, gentlemen, I, I want to start by just saying that, you know, reduced player football has a long history in the state, much longer than people realize. There are six player football dating back to 1937, and it slowly evolved into eight player by 1956. Just over a decade later, 11 man football or 11 player football, excuse me, became the norm. Now, just to give you an idea how quickly this has grown, since 2012, eight-player football, and that's when it returned to the state, 16 teams participated in eight-player in 2012. That number has grown to over 67 teams anticipated for the 2024 season. Eight-player football now has its own state championship, its own all-star game, and has eight-player representation on the all-state team. Joining us is Don Kenzior. Don is on the WFCA executive board. He's also on the WIAA football advisory and is a WFCA Hall of Famer. Don, I'm going to refer to you right now as the godfather of eight-player football. Welcome to our podcast, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank well, thank you, Tom. It's it's an honor to be here. Going from you know in the year 2012 to where we're at now. I guess that's always been my goal to increase it like we have. And it's the numbers are the same as what it was back in the 1950s and 60s, where we're looking at 67 to 70 teams involved in eight player football. 
Don, you've been the driving force behind the resurgence of eight-player football. So take us back to, you know, circa 2012. What was happening? What were you observing that led you to consider eight-player football again? I guess it was a little bit before 2012. I do believe it was like 2010-11 school year that my principal, Mark Gobler, came to me and and asked me about what I thought about eight-player football. And I said, well, the way our numbers are looking, we may not even be able to field the JV team anymore. And probably 10 years before that, we had a freshman and a JV team. So our numbers decreased dramatically from 260 enrollment down to 127, 117. And we knew we had to do something different. It was, it was just not fair to throw freshmen at the varsity level their first year out and try to have them have success. So we knew that we had to go to a different avenue. So what I did was I contacted uh, uh, New Auburn, who was also probably one of the four founders of restarting, you know, eight-player football again. And then we contacted Mark Martinez down in uh, Abundant Life in Madison. And we just kind of got everything rolling. And we developed 16 teams the first year. And that was a great start. So bring us back to that very first discussion you had with other coaches about eight man. Um, you know, you already mentioned a couple of the schools you reached out to, but you know, how did you know who to contact? I mean, was there sort of a, a network established already for this or did you create that network? Well, I think the network kind of created itself to where everyone was feeling the same thing, but nobody really wanted to take a lead on it. And you need administration in order to take a lead on it. We know that with WIAA. So with Mark Gogler getting involved, and then uh, I do believe it was Hennessy from New Auburn getting involved also. I think he was the administrator or principal. We got the ball rolling with other administrators, especially in our area, where there was a lot of schools that had declining enrollment, as well as declining numbers coming out for eight-player football or 11-man football at that time. So everybody's seen and felt the pain of what we were going through. And I guess you, somebody had to jump in first, be it the deep end of the pool or whatever. And we decided, let's do it. So we jumped in a, a year or two beforehand and implemented eight player offense and defense while we were playing 11 player. So we had a kind of a feel for what we wanted to do before we got rolling and I think other teams seen what we did, followed suit, and like I said, 67 teams in 2024 will be the the number that we'll have. Certainly, and this is my last question, and we'll go to Paul, but, you know, eight-player football um, has grown a lot, but it, it, at the start, you took a lot of baby steps, right? I mean, it, I think that would be accurate. You know, this was a slow-moving thing at first. When did you realize that this was a viable option for schools and that eight player would succeed to the level it is at now? Well, I think what other schools seen is the dedication that the WFCA gave us after two years, especially in the all-star game and then the recognition of all state. And with the WFCA, it just created and, and snowballed into a positive thing through the years and other teams seen that. And they also seen that, you know, eight player football is football. 
you know, we first we had the vibe out there that it's not real football. But my philosophy has always been, you're right, it's not real football. You almost got to be a better athlete to play eight-player football because it's so wide open and it's such high scoring. You got to be able to open field tackle more or better. You have to be able to down block down the field a lot better. So I think people finally came to some of the games and they finally seen that, yeah, you know, eight player football is real football. And then all of a sudden you start seeing college players being recruited and they're playing at the division one and two level. So just, you know, several different things increased the numbers over the years. Yes, it was slow starting. Yes, it's always hard to make a change, but the change is positive for everybody. All these schools now that are playing eight player football still have Friday night football, still have homecomings. So it's very important to these schools to continue on with that tradition. Paul? Uh, Don, uh, what was the reason only eight-player football? Because Minnesota plays nine. Kansas, Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota play nine. Kansas and Nebraska also play six-player football. Was it because of the past history? of eight-player football, or what was the reason? Well, I think when we first went to it in 2012 and, and talking with WIA, we wanted to make a change. Nine-player, in my opinion, sure, it's only one player, but it's not quite the change in order to get to where schools are going to keep their football programs. We figured it's in between. Let's start out with a player and see what happens then. I mean, I, it would be a hard sell for... I think schools to go to six player, I guess I see it as more of a backyard game compared to eight player. So, and then nine player, you're only losing a couple people. So I think we just kind of went in the middle and just went with that philosophy. Plus that's what we had in past history. Don, you know, you certainly are somebody who has, um, again, been on the forefront of, of eight player and um, you've already mentioned some of the challenges um, that, that you encountered, but, but what were some of the biggest hurdles you had in, in selling the concept to schools? Because certainly there must be some schools who, you know, knew about eight-player football, but it took them a while to, to make that, that decision to go to eight-player. What were some of the hurdles you had in, in trying to communicate the, the benefits of this? Well, I think a lot of it had to do with past alumni in these schools to where they thought, well, that's not real football. We didn't play eight man. So we were always 11 man and it's not real football until they would come on a Friday night and they, they couldn't tell the difference if you were sitting in your car watching the ball game. And once they got a chance to see it and how fun it was, and then all of a sudden, it was a domino effect to where kids are having a great time with it. Maybe a lot of them, especially from small schools, are even having a better time with it because there's a lot of scoring and they're getting recognized more. And then all of a sudden the WFCA comes in and puts them part of the eight-man, eight-player all-star game with Children's Hospital, as well as now all of a sudden we have an all-state team for eight-player. So it's just a, a, a constant snowball effect that we've been building over these years to make sure a player stays and, and continues to grow to hopefully into the seventies and eighties. Tom. 
as the game uh, got going, as the eight-player game started, what kind of resources did you offer though the coaches of those teams to make sure that they were equipped? I mean, at some point, they're going to be your competition, but if they don't ever get started and they don't have the resources to get started, uh, you won't have any competition and your game won't grow. So what did you do to to get those coaches the information, the resources they needed to put their program in a, in a spot where they could compete early on? Well, what we did is, is especially from Luck, where I was coach at, I kind of took Bruce Larson's philosophy at Somerset. He said, I'll give you as much information as you want because teams in our area are going to get better. And that's only going to make us get better. And that's the same type of philosophy that I took to where we were going to share everything that we had. We told a lot of coaches, don't change what you do on offense or defense. Keep the same philosophy. Get online, which is an excellent resource right now, and that's how we started up in luck. And we've been very successful at Eight Player because we got online and we found what other states were doing, and they were more than generous to help us by sending videos, just like the 11 player when you go down to the clinic. Coaches down there, they want to share stuff. That's only going to make them better. Just like you coaches know right now, you're only as good as the information you get from other coaches. So we took that approach. And did the same thing. And anytime anybody would call myself or any coaches, we're, you know, we want to share what we have to make everybody better, which should entail you to get better. Paul? Uh, Don, that, I think that's that River Falls culture you're talking about, right? Yes, w- without a doubt. Um, Absolutely. I'll get to I'll get to that question later, but let I want to backtrack a little bit. Can you just give a brief overview because we have some listeners that have maybe never seen an eight player football game uh you know can you give us a little difference in the rules and the field dimensions uh, there's just a little bit of twist well the field dimensions wi wanted to go at 80 yards but then they figured out that you know once we start playoffs and we get into the playoffs that we need to um, keep the field the same level, especially when we go a neutral field. So they decided let's keep it at 100. But the field does get smaller in width because just because there's not enough players out there. And we've played games where we've played on a normal field. And, oh, my God, players by the end of the game are so tired. So bringing it in seven yards on each sideline has created a more equal playing field for both teams. And besides that, there really isn't a heck of a lot of difference in the rules. You know, you may, if it's an 80 yard field, you may place the ball on the 25 yard line if the ball goes into the end zone. But besides that, and numbers that any player can wear any number, there really isn't that much difference in the rules. It's football is football. You got to tackle, you got to block, and it's just same as same as 11 player. Don, a question that I have, and my first experience at uh, watching eight-player was the first All-Star game in Oshkosh, and I hadn't seen it, you know, and I will say this, oh, it's going to be high scoring, high scoring, and I think the final score is like 21-14 or something, and it was a defensive battle, and very good defense was played that day, but, you know, being an 11-player coach, I look at the game and I'm like, okay, I recognize schemes. You know, like an eight player, you're running things like power read or counter or, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
how how difficult was it for you as an eleven player coach um, transitioning to eight player and be, being able to use all the you know scheme knowledge? You know this this podcast we decided a long time ago wasn't going to be about schemes and X's and O's and things like that. But just out of curiosity, you know how much learning did you have to do to take your 11 player knowledge and transform that into the eight player game? Well, it, it wasn't that difficult. You know, when we went, we kept all our terminology the same, our offensive blocking terminology. We, we kept that the same. We kept the number of backs the same, you know, your one, two, three, and four back the same. And, you know, the offensive guards the same, and we just eliminate a tackle. So you got your tight end, you got your offensive guard, your center. So we kept all that terminology the same. The biggest thing that we had to do is we had to figure out the splits at the line. So if we're running something very similar to 11 player, we increased our splits. And, mm-hmm. and that way we could still have the distance for pulling guards and so forth. So we tried to keep everything very similar. So the transition from one year to the next, from 11 player to eight player, was not tough at all. And it was a smooth transition. And you guys know as well as I know, defense is defense. You know, you put your best athletes in the middle of the field, your two DNs and one great safety. And that's that's pretty much it. You got four studs in defense and eight man, you're going to win a lot of ball games. As well as if you have two or three stud offensive you know, backs, you're going to win a lot of games. And, and the biggest difference when you see a player is you don't have a lot, a lot of large players. I mean, so your offensive line, you could have somebody that's 160, 170, 180 pounds on the offensive line and you want downfield blocking. So you don't see a lot, a lot of the large offensive line and playing a player football. Tom. Don, how did practice change? Um, you know, as numbers reduce, you don't have maybe you only got you know eight guys, maybe you only got fifteen or something like that. How did your practice change? Now you might not have had twenty-two when you were trying to play eleven man, so maybe maybe it didn't. Uh, maybe it got better actually. But but how did that change? How did your preparation change? Well, like you said, you know, we went probably like you said twenty-two down to seventeen or eighteen players. It made practices a lot more quicker to where when you have your defensive or offensive breakdowns, you only have three or four guys in each of your position groups. So you're not going to just rep just to rep. So everything went a lot quicker. So our practice, especially when we got into the season, went from two hours, two hours and 15 down to an hour and a half. We felt we could get all that stuff done, done at that time frame, And the players loved it a lot more. We start practice at 3.30 and all of a sudden at five o'clock, we're done. You know, and then the kids just go home and watch film from huddle and so forth. But it it made it better for the players. They weren't there at practice waiting to get more reps in because there wasn't a lot of players out there. So it was kind of a positive. And it made the coaches have to coach even more to where it was a quick practice, seven to ten minute segments that we had different drills that we were doing. So it made the coaches more responsible for their groups and had to have them get online, find different drills, especially with two-a-days, to where everything was a fast-moving pace, which in turn turned over to game-type 
practices and, and it helped us tremendously, especially in luck when, you know, Friday nights came around, we were ready because of the way we practiced for an hour and a half at full bore. Paul? Uh, you know, Don, you shared uh, earlier that this was a, a thing of survival. And I just want to share one story. Rob and Rosemary at Gilman, when they made the switch, they actually had to have six or seven parents come and hold bags and work practice. Otherwise, they couldn't work, have a practice. And I, I think a lot of people don't understand that this is about survival. If people could play 11-player football, they would. When you're dealing with a school of under 100 kids in their school, um, you know, and that's that's really what's happened to the northern part of the state. And that I think that's why eight-man, eight-player has been so important there. Yeah, that's correct. You know, and it was the same way as at Luck when we have 16 to 17 players. Well, you take six, say 16 players, you take eight of them away. So now you got eight players left. Well, more than likely half of them are freshmen that weigh 120 pounds soaking wet. And they're trying to hang on to a hand shield going against the eight best players in our school on offense. I mean, we're not going to get any resistance. We're not going to get anything done. So even at eight player, we had to do what we call a uh, a defensive scheme to where when we went on defense, we only ran a two unit to where our defensive line and our secondary would play at one time against the starting scout team, a players or our linebackers and our secondary would play. So we had a two unit drill that we always ran. We even had to where we had to decrease that even, even further because you just don't have the personnel when you have freshmen that have only played flag football in junior high. Now, all of a sudden, they're at the varsity level going against somebody that's twice their size. So it, it's better survival, but it's been a blessing for any team that's playing a player right now. And you, you already answered one of my questions, Don. I was going to ask you, so... You know, your youth program, um, you know, are they playing eight man? Are they playing other communities eight man? But uh, in, in so in your community, uh, until you get to the high school, you're playing flag football. Uh, we we did play flag football when uh, we were doing 11 player. But now with eight man decreasing the numbers, we're back to playing full pads and we can compete against other schools in our area because they also have an eight-player team. So the junior high-level programs in our area are playing eight-player right now. And do you have a, a, a like a freshman JV schedule? Uh, you know, do you have – I mean, what do you – okay, you have a freshman, and if that freshman and, – and maybe you have several of them and maybe sophomores in the same uh, situation, um, do they get the chance to play other freshman sophomores? Or, yeah, or uh, won't numbers allow that? For most teams, I would say 75% of the teams that we play during the year do have a JV team. And we will, if you have enough numbers, we will double up playing two schools the same year to get a full schedule for JV. So about 75% of the teams in our area do have a JV team, as well as the junior high do have a full schedule. Paul? Uh, you know, Don, I, I talked to you earlier about this, but I think when you spearheaded the Jamboree at Everest and it was played in a great stadium and a lot of people went, I went to those games. I've played, I watched eight man 
a player football before, but that was really the, where I think it, it's, it took off. A lot of people said, wow, this is exciting, and we've got number issues. This could solve our problem. Yeah, I, I do believe the WI did an outstanding job by showcasing the Jamboree, and that was their number one goal to get more teams in. And they did a phenomenal job. And I think I, we did that for four or five years. And they played the ones against the ones, twos, twos, et cetera, down to eight teams total. So it was it was an honor to get over there and play. But then, you know, with the WFCA being involved with a player, then all of a sudden, you know, we decided that, you know, in 2000, uh, I want to say 18 or yeah, I think 2018, we had our first state championship game, which was a great step in the right direction. And now we have a playoff system intact and we're working on increasing that number. So it, it's been a phenomenal progress and and we, we're going to continue with the WFCA and continue forward and hopefully get more teams involved in the WIA playoffs. You know, I, I've gone to the last couple of um, eight player championships at Wisconsin Rapids. And um, again, for our listeners who aren't familiar with the eight player game or haven't paid much attention or just simply haven't had the opportunity to really see uh, eight player football. I mean, there, there's no less excitement at uh, Wisconsin Rapids um, high school when they host the state championship game than there is at, at Camp Randall. And, um, you know, the communities there, um, you know, I pay as much attention to the crowd as I do what's on the, you know, going on on the field during the game, but just to see the excitement and, and the backing and, um, you know, you talked about alumni having to buy in. Well, I know for a fact that I saw a lot of alumni for the schools that, you know, the last couple of years that I've seen, you know, guys that obviously had had played at at the the schools that were being represented on the field, they're wearing their their old school jackets and so on. It was really cool to see, and uh, you know, again, it's a tribute to all the things that that the coaches and the community and and the schools administration have put into it. Um, you're, you're to be congratulated on that, Don. Well, I appreciate that, Tom. But you know, like you said. It's given these schools that probably never would have got a chance with enrollments that are about 100, 120, and you're competing against schools that are 200, 210, just to get to that state final or just to get to level three or level two. It gives them that opportunity in a player to have that opportunity to do it. And hopefully we can double the size of a enrollment that we have in the playoffs we're at 16 right now and hopefully we can get to 32 and get more teams involved and get the excitement even going further paul Don, switching from 11 player to eight player is a process and there is a time frame and things you must do for people that are possibly toying with the idea for whatever reason what is the process and what do they need to know well, the thing is, is, is keep it simple. I mean, that's, that's the philosophy in 11 player, you know, the kiss, you know, terminology, keep it simple, stupid, you know, keep everything the same, keep your terminology the same. If you want to go to a player and, and make it as simple as possible, not only for the players, but for the coaches. And, you know, you don't have to be too fancy about it. It's the same thing. It's, it's 10 yards and it's 
a first down. I mean, you got to throw the ball. You got to run the ball. If you got the athletes, you're going to be better than your normal team, especially with eight player. If you have a run of three or four great athletes and they're going to be there for three, four years, you're going to have a pretty good program. So, you know, don't overcoach would be my, you know, suggestion to anybody that switches over. You know, just let it happen. Keep the same terminology. Make it simple for kids. Don, if I'm going from 11 player to eight player, I, I am not eligible for the playoffs for two years, correct? That is correct. And there is a process you have to notify. So what I'm I'm asking is when you were making this switch and, and team, you know, coaches are thinking about this right now. They can see that they might have a class that's down. They've got to start planning for this, that they have to notify the WIA at a certain date and time when they are going to make the official switch to eight player football. That is correct. And I think we just went through the process that I think it was October 1st this past year year for the 2024 season so it's every two years that it has a process but if all of a sudden you decide that i'm going to jump to a player next year or the year after without going through the two-year cycle you're going to be penalized you're not going to be part of the playoffs and more importantly what it's done and we've seen this and the wfca and myself do not like seeing teams making that jump from a player or I'm sorry, from 11 player to eight player, because it screws up a lot of the conferences for 11 player. And that does not benefit anybody. And I, I think we have a problem with that, or we have in the past. So hopefully it's going to correct itself and teams will see that I got to sit out a couple of years from the playoffs if I decide to jump whenever I want, instead of following the WIA rules. Don, there's there's a, a cause and effect here, right? I mean, as as the eight player game grows, there are less teams that are in what we would call Division Seven, and you have a situation where, um, you know, you might have some small schools that can still maintain eleven man football, but ultimately can't find anybody to play, or maybe their conference is mostly gone eight man. And, you know, are there situations if you talk to coaches who have said, Hey, you know, we'd like to stay 11 man, but there's nobody left for us to play because everyone around us is eight man. Has, yeah, has that I've, been a concern at all? Or has that happened? Yeah, it's, it's been a concern, but I guess Tom, I, re I really don't have an answer for that. Just, being the spokesman for a player, I'm trying to see this grow. And we welcome anybody into a player. And I know there's some schools that will rather see their program completely die than go a player because I've heard it. But then again, if you have an enrollment of 100 kids, how are you going to compete? Let's just say for a team like Regis or a team like Edgar, how are you going to compete with those schools that are about 200 or 160 year in and year out? Or are you going to be able to compete with A-player teams that are your same enrollment? Our goal with A-player, and my, at least my goal as a representative, is to have two divisions of 16 to where enrollment will determine where the cutoff is. So a cutoff could be at 120 and below, you're going to have a 16-team bracket, and you're going to play for a state championship. Are you better off? going in that direction, going to eight player or staying at 11 player and possibly never, you know, going beyond division or level one or level two. So 
I guess that's the choice that the administrators and they're going to have to make what they want to do down the road. And travel's going to be a problem with them down right. the road. Right. And we do, though, have a number. I wouldn't say a number, but how many how many schools that are above like 200 that are, are playing eight eight player? Right now, I do believe it's, I want to say, 9 to 11 right now. Okay, that's not that many then. No, it, it's not. And, and the teams that have gone that I've seen over the past 10 years are teams that are just trying to maintain their football program. They also offer, some of them offer soccer. So that's drawing from their, you know, the kids that are going out for football. So they're not in there and and they're really not dominating, you know, the A-player conferences and so forth. And I would hope that if we get a few more over 200, that there would be a jamboree set up. And they know that they can set their own jamboree schedule on the first week of playoffs. And some of them have already done that. Some of them had, have added that ninth game because we only play eight games for a player. So they have set up a ninth game with teams further away and they've both traveled. So they are trying to get that additional game in for their playoff. And there have been some teams that have gone to eight player football that have returned to 11 man, correct? That's correct. I think we have a couple of teams that have done that. I knew, I know Menominee Indian has done it, but they've also switched back to eight player. Abundant Life will be going back to uh, 11 player in 2024, as well as Greenwood is co-oping with another school. So yeah, they are going back, which at the beginning when we started eight player, that was kind of our goal was to get these numbers increased for some of these schools that are closer to that 200 enrollment and get back to playing 11 player. And that's still our goal. That's what they should be doing. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Paul. I think St. Mary's is also going back. Yes, they are. Yep. And I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but in the COVID year, 2020, Auburndale actually played in the same season, played some 11 player games and some eight player games. Uh, which was very unique. But, Don, what what do you think is going to happen in the next five years with eight-player football? What what do you see and where do you see this going? Well, I, I see uh, eight-player football going to, you know, in the 70s with schools. And I'm hoping that we're going to get at least 32 teams involved in the playoffs because I know this past year we had some schools – with a winning record five and three that did not make the playoffs this past year. And, and I know there's 11 player teams that are in the playoffs and they had three and five or three and six records. So I'm, I'm just trying to, trying to get it equal to try and, you know, get these teams that are having a winning season into the playoffs. So that, that's my goal is to get 32 teams for these teams into the playoffs in the next five years, as well as keep the numbers where they're at, if not increasing into the seventies. Well, Don, you certainly have done a great job. I mean, there's no question that the growth of eight player football is on your back and the back of, of others as well, but boy, what a, what a success story to start where you were in 2012 with 16 teams and you know where you are going to be in in 2024 with 
you know, 70-ish kind of number teams. And, and again, you, you know, the, you've put the work into it. Um, everything that you've done and, and the eight-man people, all the people involved with you, they've done it the right way. They've done it with class. And uh, you and everyone else should be um, congratulated for all of that. You know, we, we really thank you for being on the podcast. This was very informative. I'm sure this is going to um, cause people who haven't given eight man a thought or eight player's thought, excuse me, and, and, and maybe we'll give some people that opportunity to think twice about that. Um, I'm sure that we're going to keep you in mind for future podcasts. So, Don, thank you so much for being a part of this. Appreciate that, Tom. And also, you know, a shout out to the WFCA. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't even be even close to where we are right now with eight player and as well as the WIA. But definitely the WFCA has is, is played a major role in our success with eight player football. Thank you very much. And, you know, to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your support. Um, I, I appreciate the support that, that Paul and, and Tom have with this podcast without them, we could not do that. And as always listeners, please feel free to contact Paul, Tom, or myself with any questions, comments, um, ideas on topics you'd like to see us cover. We are interested in what you have to say. And with that, I'd like to say so long everyone and good night. Mm-hmm.